This is the Bartholomew Town Podcast. All right, welcome into the Bartholomew Town Podcast. It's Bill Bartholomew here with you. It's about 11 o'clock at night on Thursday, and I wanted to hop on to kind of recap and offer some analysis on today's RIPEC, the Rhode Island Public Expenditure Council's gubernatorial forum held at the Crown Plaza in Warwick, a place that many a senior prom, many a wedding, reception, so on and so forth has been held. Pretty much everybody has a story from that facility, right? Um, But today it was the site of what is basically the first major event of the political season. Um, The first time that we've seen all six of the major gubernatorial candidates on the same stage, those being incumbent Governor Dan McKee, Secretary of State Nellie Gorbea, former CVS executive Helena Folks, community activist Luis Daniel Munoz, Dr. Munoz, um, and former Secretary of State Matt Brown, those are the Democrats, as well as the Republican candidate Ashley Kalis. And, um, you know, this wasn't really a debate. It wasn't a debate at all, actually. It wasn't the classic, um, you know, you've got the timer, you've got the moderator, you know, uh, candidates going back and forth with each other or anything like that. It really was a forum moderated by WPRI's Steph Machado. You know, so there's some major takeaways from it. There's a lot of audio of interest. I'm not going to be playing audio here today. This is just going to kind of be a, a short and sweet, um, again, recap and, and analysis. You know, th- this is one of those events that I-, I was pleased to be invited to to cover and, and to attend. But, um, in, you know, the video is available for people to watch, but it, it was it was kind of a closed environment. It did feel like it was... Um, you were almost cut off from the rest of the world when you were in there. And I was live tweeting and there was interaction. And I, you know, I, I was able to hear from a lot of you either on Twitter or text or inbox on, on DMs or whatever, um, but throughout the course of the debate. But, but it really felt closed off. And, and that's also very different from a debate that is in the public forum, you know, that, that's something that everybody. Uh, who's interested in one way, shape, or form can participate in, at least from a viewer standpoint, live, sometimes in person, but across the airwaves for sure. So look, you know, uh, let's start, let me just go through some of my notes from the day. Um, you know, the, the it, it, an interesting way to start things off, What's what, are the, what were the candidates, or what is each candidate's number one priority when it comes to use of the ARPA dollars, you know, the American Rescue Plan Act money, that is in the coffers for sure, and is pretty significant. Um, Governor McKee referring to his 2030 plan, not giving a very specific example. Uh, Secretary Gorbea noted housing, the same for Matt Brown. Helena Folks, education. Dr. Munoz, community health. Ashley Kalis, also education. So that, that was an interesting moment there. Um, again, not, at no point did things get extremely specific today. You know, there were some specifics, I suppose, around suspension of the gas tax or, or, or things of that nature. Um, but, but more minutia than like, here's my, let me roll out. Let me explain to you why I'm the most qualified person to become the next governor based on the following. That didn't really happen. It was a lot of, in many cases, candidates talking on point with what we've come to know them as through their advertising and through their messaging. Um, on an 8.99% tax rate, an increase for the wealthiest Rhode Islanders. Dan McKee, not in favor of that. Ashley Kalis says, generally not for things that make us less competitive regionally. Dr. Munoz is for it. Helena Folks, against it. Uh, Matt Brown, for it. 
Secretary Gorbea says, if you're doing better off in life, you should pay more. Um, and that was sort of the, the beginning where Secretary Gorbea did what I think was probably the best job of any candidate threading the needle of speaking to progressive ideals and things that are particularly important for working class folks and, and politically progressive um, leaning voters, but also able to stay within the context of uh, a more mainstream voice. Now, remember, RIPAC, you've got a, all these corporate executives, you know, let's face it, like big shot central going on, a lot of wealth in the room. So for, you know, you get the Matt Browns and the Dr. Munoz who are really taking that on from, from really a confrontational standpoint, just in, their, in the sense of what they're saying and how it would resonate likely with the rest of the room. Um, but it, it, it's not a place where, you know, you're going to find a lot of progressive ideals when it comes to ideas like taxation and so on and so forth. In fact, I think I'm going to find my notes here on the minimum wage ideas. I can probably remember it off, off the top of my head. I just want to make sure I have it accurate. Um, I thought that was an interesting moment where the, the, the conversation came up of what would be the appropriate minimum wage. Um, come on, here it is. Matt Brown says $19, Helena Folks 15, Gorbea 15, Kalis 15, Dan McKee 15, uh, Dr. Munoz says 25. Now that's as part of a supplemental wage program that, that he envisions, but just the numbers alone, that's what the average person's going to see. Um, and again, you're in a room full of very serious corporate folks for the most part. I mean, a lot of fun as well in, in these humans. It's not like a miserable you know, this isn't Mr. Burns or something like that. But, you know, let, let's be real about the audience you're speaking to. On the repeal of Leobor, the Law Enforcement Officers Bill of, Bill of Rights, Dr. Munoz says repeal, McKee says reform. Now, actually, Kalis had no idea what it was. I mean, and this, this is a problem that, that Ashley Kalis is already running into and is going to continue to run into. And that is understanding specifics. Um, she also didn't really seem to know what the Rhode Island promise was with, with respect to free college tuition um, at RIC and CCRI. A few weeks ago, she was on Newsmakers on Channel 12. She didn't seem to know what right to work was. Th this is a problem. Okay, you know, so you've got a candidate. And I spoke with, with Ms. Kalis for a few minutes before the debate took place. In fact, most of the candidates I spoke to for a few minutes. But uh, th that was a, a whole to me. So you got Gorbea stepping out, finding a way to thread the needle of progressive ideals, you know, taking on the system, democratic principles, but also staying true to a mainstream, semi-conservative version of a Democrat, okay? Concurrently with Ashley Kalis, who did not seem to understand, have a command on some of the issues, uh, just in the sense of not knowing what the, the moderator was talking about, okay? Um and not offering anything off message that was compelling either. I mean, she literally at times sounded like she was, I closed my eyes when she was giving her closing remarks. And I was like, are they just playing her commercial that we've heard on television and on radio for the last couple of weeks? You know what I mean? Just, just totally 100% on message and, and scripted. And it was revealed in that Leobor question where, quite frankly, I just don't believe that she understands what it is. That she had never been confronted with that in her in her prep, she either forgot it or it never came up. 
So that's that was the weakness that was exposed there on the Republicans. It's just command of the issues, fundamentals that, you know, again, if 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 you don't, I don't I don't know everything. You know, you can stump me with something any day of the week. I'm sure most of you, you know, sure. But major issues that are con- that are that are contentious and front and center in the news cycle and 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 key to discussions uh, in the orbit of Rhode Island politics over recent times. Um, come on, you got to have better command of that. And I thought that was a major, major contrast where, as Secretary Gorbea seemed to have tremendous command of issues to the point where she could speak very freely. She could, she's, a, she's a good um, orator and was able to speak very freely down to earth, but also seemed, again, to tap into that centrist vibe. You know, I, I, analyzing the governor himself, you know, I think he did fine. I, I, I'm, I'm not sure that I would say he had an unbelievable performance or anything like that. Very relaxed. Um, you know, Dan McKee is certainly not going to be the next host of Saturday Night Live, you know, or, or host talk radio anytime soon. Um, but the, the challenge with the governor is that while he clearly is in the driver's seat and just the obvious for the obvious reason of being the incumbent he didn't really step out today with um elevator pitch quick to understand and process visions or examples of who he is and other than just being the governor and being able to tout things that are were major successes so far under his realm while at the same time trying to push the news cycle about the fbi and all this business that presents a challenge that I think maybe they, I'm sure they understand, but maybe they're intentionally not rolling out that, that caricature of who Dan McKee will be to the voters yet. Because I thought, again, I thought it was kind of vanilla today on the governor's part. You know what I mean? And there was the whole business, I don't know if you guys know this, the, the whole story where Dan McKee had his staffer in the communications department, somebody had said, yeah, he's gonna, he'd be willing to, will be at the RIPAC event. This is like April 18th. I got an email saying that, Here's the roster of attendees. Governor McKee was on there. Then he had planned a vacation. There was some miscommunication with the communications department, ironically, and he backed out of the debate. And then last second, he says he's coming back in for it. I'm, I'm glad he was there. I think it was obviously the right thing to do, um, both for the state and and politically for him. Um, you know, Matt Brown is is an interesting character. And, and I've, you know... Uh, you know, Matt Matt Brown today. If if you know Matt Brown, if you follow Matt Brown, if you if you paid attention to him, and certainly in, in in 2018, but even earlier, which admittedly I you know I I knew who Matt Brown was when he was Secretary of State and running for Senate, but I didn't really, I don't I didn't note him. I don't I don't know how long the Matt Brown that we all know has been the thing that the public sees. But he's very consistent and courageous in his willingness to um, not be not be even remotely willing to bend on on policy ideas and this notion that along with with Senator Mendez on this dual ticket that they've unofficially formulated with her running for lieutenant governor and the slate of Rhode Island political cooperative candidates, he's not afraid to say. Look, the plan is to have a whole new government. You know, no tap dancing from Matt Brown. And he does understand the issues. 
And I think that, that voters will find that compelling outside of the progressive realm. Um, but he didn't, he didn't give me anything new today. Matt Brown was exactly, you know, exactly what you'd expect. And that's not going to help widen the net, I don't think. But again, it's a, it, it, he, it, in a debate sense where he could really go after people on the stage on a very personal and, and politically personal and even potentially human personal level, he might have been able to reintroduce himself. Dr. Munoz, you know, Dr. Munoz, no stranger to this program. You know, he wasn't allowed to debate as an independent running for governor in, in 2018. At the same time, Joe Trello was up there. You know, I was, I was always uh, offended by that. I thought it was outrageous. I thought it should have been no Joe Trello or Munoz, Bill Gilbert, and frankly, even Ann Armstrong, all or nothing. I understand there's polling that takes place to determine if a candidate's serious enough to be on the, on the stage. You know, the, Dr. Munoz is one of those people where if he had run for... Certainly, House or Senate, state, maybe even Congress. You know, if he had, if he was in that CD two race, would he be? I mean, could he raise more money? Could he try to tap into David Siegel's progressive vision and 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 network? And could he win a wide coalition? I understand he doesn't live in the district, but let's say he he did what Seth Magaziner is doing, ran anyway, said he'll move there after the fact if he wins. Um, could he have done more and, 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 and at least been more of a, an obvious contender? I think so. You know, but, but as long as I've known Dr. Munoz, he's committed to one thing, and that's being governor. So his performance today, while very um, articulate and very, uh, in the sense of being able to explain his thought process on specific issues, it didn't go deep enough to sell a broader audience on what his vision is in terms of community health, in terms of um, you know a, a supplemental wage, which would be potentially paid for by ARPA dollars. Um, supplementing the wages of people who are making, you know, whatever the number is, instead of an employer raising wages, right? Um, but he didn't jump out in any significant way today. And that's the challenge for all these candidates, but certainly for him. Uh, Helena, folks, you know, she's still new to the game. That's obvious in these moments. That's obvious when you see her out. She was at the the state house earlier this week for the um, you know the the Roe Roe v Wade oriented you know rally, the pro choice rally that that came as a result of the memorandum, the Supreme Court memorandum on Roe. She was there. She was on the stage. She didn't speak, but she looked she looked different. She felt different up there. Her team, although there's a lot of veteran communications and staffers on there. Man, it just it, she's she's still not there. Um, she's got a zillion dollars. She's going to spend it. I think you're going to get as a whole. The state's going to get to know who Helena Folks is on a, a much more intimate level sooner than later. They have to move. They can't wait until July. If she's going to make a move, 
You're going to have to see it now. Now, I think when we when we look at what Ashley Kalis did rolling out two weeks of ads, you know, I'd love to see some some just general name recognition data on on the increase that she got from that. from rolling ads out this early in the process. But that's where Helena folks needs to be focused on name recognition. Who is she? Helena Bonanna folks, who is she? And and what is she about? What are you know, her, her credentials, her resume all very impressive. You know, the the notion that she is describing herself as not a politician you know, that that needs to be rephrased as well. You're on stage at a gubernatorial forum in a political contest, one of the two premier political contests in this state for the chief executive officer of the state. You're in politics, man. You're a, po- you're a, a politician. You start a podcast, you do one episode, you're a podcaster. Now, there's different scales of it. Helena Folks is not a very skilled politician or certainly not a very experienced one. But she is one. And they they just got to own it. Now, you can still be an outsider. You can still present a different viewpoint than the specifics of your opponents. But what we saw today was was the following landscape. Dr. Munoz is going to struggle to raise money. He didn't stand out in a way that I think would compel people to say, this guy can at minimum perform better than Matt Brown and be the progressive voice that takes 5 to 10% of the race, maybe a little bit more, and leaves that mark, if nothing else. But he did perform in a way that I wouldn't be surprised if he were willing to, that he could be a part of an administration. Matt Brown, he'll be the progressive go-to vote um, for those who are absolutely dedicated to their cause on specific issues. I see him, based on today, again, early, unable to debate, chipping away at Nellie Gorbea votes. But I think Nellie Gorbea today, Secretary Gorbea, walks away as the person who stepped out and showed that she can be a bridge for progressives, for moderates, for more conservatives even. Helena Folks, she's got to get a lot in order. Her house needs to be in order a lot more to be competitive, though she brings a typically Republican in this state, but um, you know, CEO type of approach to, to the state in terms of managing large budgets that is unique and I think valuable. And Governor McKee, you know, certainly not Mr. Charisma ever. Um, and that's part of what makes him endearing to people is that he he isn't that type of politician or speaker. Um, you know, touting the 2030 plan and some of the other things that he did, rather than giving straight answers, that needs to change. I think there that you need to be able to take a solid position on specific issues and not either divert to um, drafts or plans that are being circulated or to very vague, we'll take a look at it type answers. And Ashley Kalis, you know, on the Republican side, I think we're going to have on here pretty soon. 
We had a good chat today. You know, Ashley Kalis, if she's got any shot and she doesn't want to just waste her family's money on this thing, you need to know everything that's going on, at least on the A, B, and C lines. To not know what Leobor is, to not know what Rhode Island promises. Look, I was almost thinking she wasn't going to be able to name us. They asked the candidates to name their favorite beach. I'm thinking she might not be able to name a beach in Rhode Island. I mean, she said Middletown Second Beach. I'm sitting there thinking she may not be able to name one. I mean, the, the Republican Party in this state, you know, people complain and, and, and sometimes hear when, when they hear me say, well, you know, we need a strong Republican Party in Rhode Island. What I mean by that is we need to have people in a debate forum in particular that have command of the issues so that the, the, the specific approaches to specific tasks or concerns in this state can be in a, in a, in a classical type of, of methodology be fleshed out for public consumption rather than just taking the fairly conservative Democratic Party in the state's word on things. Let's flesh it out. Let's flesh it out. And I don't think that you can in any way, shape, or form say that Ashley Kalis is ready for prime time as of right now by watching that debate today. That, that was not even close to what it's going to take for there to be any kind of reasonable general election. So, again, wrapping it up here. Um, interesting day. I live-tweeted the whole thing. You can find it at Bill Bartholomew on Twitter. Uh, the videos are circulating. On, I know Channel 12's got it. I'm guessing other, other TVs have posted the video at this point. You should watch it if you're interested in um, in, in, in the, the overview level of of, po of politics, a real overview. And if you don't know who the candidates are, you can't. You want to put a, a face to a voice, or a voice to a face, or uh, you know, humanize a, a, a Twitter feed. Um, there's a good opportunity for that as well in watching this. And I thought Steph Machado at Channel 12 did a great job. She did a, a really good job of navigating, which a, a tough, very difficult task of having six individuals on a stage all of whom could speak uninterrupted for an hour and being able to squeeze all six candidates and a number of questions, a number of broad topics and some specifics um, into a one-hour format. So kudos to her and to Rypec for, for a good event. I want to I thank you. I want to thank my sponsors, Pure Vita Labs and Commonwealth Carolines, Rhode Island. And we'll see you back here next week on Bartholomew Town. Rhode Island's podcast of record, B-Town.